Welcome to the Culture of Safety Podcast. What's on, Matt? Hey, Joe. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. It's a beautiful day. It's a little hot outside, but you it's know. warming up where we're at. Yeah, it's, it's going to get into the 90s today. And, you know, usually what comes around with the heat, doctor's visits, all the heat stress. So that's what our topic is today is uh, medical management. So obviously not actual treatment. We're going to talk about once you have an employee who unfortunately gets injured and you you deem, hey, we got to take them into the doctor. Where do we take them? Do we take them to the ER? Do we take them to the hospital? Do we take them to urgent care? For many companies, if you don't have a relationship with an occupational doctor, you definitely need to go find one. There's many out there. Just, you know, just a basic Google search will help you find you know, dozens in your area, but it's really important to get in there and talk with the doctors and have a good relationship with them. I know I have a really good relationship with, you know, some of the doctors at one of our local offices, and then I'm working on building relationships in some of the other ones. So it's really important that, you know, we learn the doctors names and, you know, appreciate them and because they're the ones that are going to make you, you know, rich or poor essentially, right? Because, Eventually, when your employee gets hurt, they're going to be the ones that said, yeah, this is work-related and it's now become a recordable or, hey, this is not work-related, you're fine or, okay, cool, it's work-related, but we can put them on light duty. There's a lot of different variables that we have when we work with doctors. So management in medical management specifically is very important because if we don't manage it properly, it can go south on us and become a claim like one of our previous, you know, uh, guest told us about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, we'll talk, probably talk about some more stories later, but I've seen extremely minor incidents that didn't get handled correctly and ended up being blown out of proportion and becoming recordables for really no reason at all. Uh, when if just they had practiced a little bit better medical management, maybe had a better relationship with the doctor or, or anything like that, uh, like some of the things we're going to talk about right now, it could have saved the company a lot of money. It could have, yeah. it could, it would really even have helped the employee because He's, th- he's doing a lot of things now that he didn't, he's losing out on work for really, he didn't really need to lose out on work. Right. So there's a lot of things that can go wrong if you don't ma- uh, manage your medical issues correctly. Well, the big problem with, with management is, especially if you've never done it before, like you said, is you have, you have three things. You have the doctors, you have yourself, and you have also the employee, right? The employee just wants to get back to work for the most part. And obviously, we're talking most 99.9% of employees, not the ones that are trying to, you know, get off on the employee or the employer and get hurt and they can be on you know disability for the rest of their life we're not talking about those people but for the most part most people just want to get back to work you know and they're scared you know they're like i've never been to the doctor before i don't know what to expect will i be able to work and they're thinking in the back of their head i'm not going to be able to work i can't provide for my family what about rent and all these bills there's a lot of that that you have to manage as well and that's where I've always had the experience when I'm when I'm picking up somebody. I always I always pick up. I never meet them at the the doctor's office unless it's like a um, uh, a follow up. I always pick up the employee and I take them there because that's where I'm gonna do my interaction. I'm gonna talk with them just to get to know them a little bit better. Especially if you have a lot of employees, you don't know all of their names. This is the perfect time. Get them in your pocket. Hey, how's it going? How's wife, kids? How's your energy? Tell me what happened. You know, you can get a lot of information out of them just being, you know, chummy with them. Mm-hmm. Be friends. You're there to help them out. That's your whole main goal. You're not here to, you know, be suspicious and we're not going to, like, turn this into an investigation. No, this is like, hey, you got hurt. It's understandable. Let's make sure that you're, you're you know, fixed and put together and we can go make sure that you're working, put you on line duty or whatever we need. But gather all this information. If they're scared, reassure them. No, you're gonna keep your job because most of, most people think as soon as they get hurt, I'm gone. I'm gone. Yep. I'm I just lost my job. What am I gonna do? And they're already thinking like, man, I need to go on employment. I gotta look for jobs. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. If you reassure them, they're gonna feel a lot more safe, and they're and they're more likely to kind of help you out a little bit, you know, and, and change you know some of the certain details to help you out, help out the company. Right? We're taking care of them a hundred percent. That's my that's my goal is to make sure that my employees get back to work as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's one of the things uh, when I was learning and my one of my mentors, uh, that was one of the things he was really good at was he would always say, like, when you're taking the employee to the doctor, kind of like you're saying right now, build that relationship. Mm-hmm. Let make sure that they have trust in you that you're looking out for them. But at the same time, you want to make it best for them and the, and the company. Yeah, you, that's because that's really what you're trying it's to a, do. It's a, it's a it's a fine line to walk. You have to you have to please everybody. Yep. And it can be very difficult, especially with an elevated type of injury. 
a lot more goes into it. People are really worried. Mm-hmm. It becomes a recordable. There goes your insurance, like we talked about before. A lot of that stuff, you know, can can like you said, can turn south. But this is where managing the employee and also managing the doctors and having that good relationship. Because I've had times where you know I've walked in a situation, the doctor was going to give a you know a drug at a prescription, and I'm like that's a recordable, and it was for it was literally for like a bee sting. So this guy got a bee sting. It swole up, and he was he was having a, 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 a he was hyperventilating. He was having a panic attack. And the doctor's, oh, we need to give him Benadryl for because he's starting to have difficulty breathing. And I say, wait, hold on, doctor, because obviously I'm an EMT and I've literally dealt with this thing probably maybe three, four dozen times. I'm like, just give it a second, doctor. I'm like, if he's having difficulty breathing, how can he speaking full sentences? And the doctor kind of stops and thinks about it and goes, you're right, Joe. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm an EMT. You know, I'm more towards the emergency care side. So let's just, how about we give him a breathing treatment? You know, it's, it's not at, you know, a, a certain dose to where now it's recordable. Once, once we gave him that, he actually calmed down. He's like, oh yeah, I'm breathing fine. Yeah. He still had a giant, you know, bee sting in his arm. It was, you know, he had a, I don't say an allergic reaction, but he had a, a localized reaction, right? You get a bee sting, it's got poison. Your body just mm-hmm. floods it with, with, um, you know, red blood cells and it's swollen. Besides that, there was nothing else wrong with him. And so this is where that that you have that established relationship rather than saying, hey, I'm not a doctor. I mean, it's hard. You're talking to a doctor who's been through a lot of medical school and a lot of patients, and they've spent a lot of money and time to do what they do. It's kind of insulting to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, Joe Schmo from Kokomo and <laughs> literally Joe Schmo and telling them like, oh, hey, I think you're wrong, doctor. And. That's where that, like I said, that relationship building with them. And then you're talking to your employee. And when you get them both together, it's it's a beautiful story. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. <clears throat> and then um, I kind of also want to talk about, you keep mentioning like recordable, medical, uh, like how much pill amounts or whatever you're talking about, dosage amounts. It would be dosage amounts, not pill so, amounts. Uh, I know, I got a little tongue-tied myself there. <laughs> but what what are we trying to prevent? What are we looking for? If we're taking an employee to the doctor, like what is it that we're, what are we doing? What are we managing? Like, let's talk about that. Well, first of all, we're managing, we're managing our KPIs, right? We talked a little bit about the lower level KPIs, but, um, key performance indicators, uh, just make sure everybody's on the same page, but recordables is one of the most important things to avoid because when we have too many recordables, our insurance goes, Hey, you know, you've had a lot of recordables in the past, you know, six months to a year. We're going to up your premiums, right? And then anybody who knows anything about money, you go to your your manager, your director, whatever, and tell them, hey, yeah, our insurance is going to go up by 10%, right? dollars $20,000. They're going to be very upset. And well, let's be honest, most of the time, you're they're going to be wondering if you're able to do your job, right? And, of course, this is where our accident investigations, where the whole thing kind of becomes a whole big picture, right? This is why we have safety management systems. This is why we have good technicians. This is why we have good managers. This is why we have good, you know, ethics. This is why we have all these little things that come together because if, you know, any one of those is wrong and we're not fixing it, it literally comes out to being a recordable, right? Our systems aren't in good place. We're having recordables left and right. Cool. Well, we need to change management. Typically, that's what ends up happening. If you have too many recordables, either the customer will kick you out and they'll be like, you know what? We don't feel comfortable with you doing this type of work, which is really bad, right? Now you're losing money on the front forefront. And then your insurance goes, hey, you're having a lot of incidents. We're going to, you know, up your premiums so that way we can cover, you know, the losses that you are occurring. And then third, that's when your manager's going to be like, hey, um, yeah, we've had a lot of recordables. We're starting to doubt your ability to do your job. So this is why all of those things that we've been talking about the past, you know, 10 episodes plus it's all, it all comes down to to this. I think you missed a fourth. The fourth would be the morale of the employees, right? Well, I mean, there's a lot more. There's the, there's the culture, there's the morale, productivity. (laughs) There's, I mean, I could probably list a ton of things on how, you know, all this stuff literally affects your bottom line. This Mm -hmm. is, this is our safety bottom line, our KPIs. How well are we doing? Right. Are we recording all the, what we're supposed to be recording? And if we are, what are we actually getting? Are we doing full investigations? 
If not, then maybe we need to change that. Maybe it's the way we manage things. Is it the culture? Are we not giving write-ups for people when they're messing up? Are we doing coachings? You know, obviously as a manager, this is when you're going to call into, you know, into question, right? Because poop rolls downhill. Your manager's going to ask you, hey, what are you doing, Matt? Um, I don't know. What are you going to do? You're going to go to your subordinates and go, what is it that you guys are doing? I mean, obviously there's a, a million different scenarios, right? But typically if it's in one, one business unit, you're going to look at that business unit and go, mm, yeah, it's, it's probably my mechanical group. Those guys need to have some type of tightening up session and we need to focus more on that. And I've seen it to where we've had, you know, not, not recordables, but an increase in incidents and management will come down. I've seen the CEO of a company come out. I mean, he didn't know what the heck he was doing, but he came out to the job sites and everybody was, was scared. And I told him this, what do you expect? You guys are having a bunch of incidents and that's mo that's money out of his pocket, right? Eventually the customer is going to be like, we don't want you. you. You guys are unsafe. That's, you know, 20, 30, $40 million plus, depending on wh who your customer is, right? Without customers, you, you ain't got nothing. So that means more layoffs and da, 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 da. So literally, I always tell people, you know, even though safety isn't the most important, you know, aspect of a company, it's the most important aspect of a company, <laughs> right? Because most people don't really think, I mean, it's true. Most people don't really think about safety. I mean, I was a kid in high school, college. I never knew about safety. Oh, what's safety? I, I remember even my fire academy. I was, a, I was a young, I was a youngster in the whole group. Most of these guys are 25, 26. I'm here at like 18, 19. And they're like, oh, you're the safety guy. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what do I do? They're like, yeah, just, just stand there. That's literally, that's what they told me. So we're doing a vehicle extrication. We rolled a vehicle over and we put somebody in it and we're trying to extract them out of a vehicle. And they said, Joe, you're 19. You don't know, you know, poop. We're going to make you the safety guy. And I'm just standing there. Okay. What? Well, good job, everybody. I helped, you know, just have my hands in my pocket doing nothing. Right. And obviously now, obviously now that more, more educated and we've had more experience. Now I understand what real safety is about. It's about, you know, loss control essentially what we are loss control making sure that the company doesn't lose customers clients and this is this is where i always tell people this is like the show right when you go to the doctor and if it's a serious injury changing it from a work-related or courtable injury and obviously ethically doing it right not doing any kind of back back you know backdoor you know deals with the doctors because that that opens up a whole different side just learning, hey, what what is it that's going on, right? What's up with the employee? Talk to them, get to know them, know what your recordables and where you're at as far as work. Because some sometimes you'd be surprised. A lot of these people don't even know that they didn't get hurt at work. I've had people say that they've had ankle strains, back strains, and they work at an office. I mean, I'm not saying that they couldn't, but the work that they normally do doesn't reflect. And that's one of the that's one of the things that I've gotten really good at is if it's non-occupational, we call it non-oc. Hey, doc, what this is what's going on? He's saying this, this, and this. We're feeling like that's not the type of work he does. The doctor says, "Okay, I got you, right? That good relationship." They'll guide the questions to where they can make that determination. Like, yeah, the twisting and, and pulling motion, you're not even using the same group of muscles, so this is definitely not not this is non-oc because some people don't have health insurance, so. Let's be honest. Sometimes they use the company as a health insurance. Oh yeah, I got hurt at work. Oh yeah, what happened? Um, I uh, scraped my knee on a Monday morning. On a Monday morning, right before work, no one saw. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, now, obviously that's kind of an exaggeration, but I'll be honest with you. I, when I was first working in construction, um, I got some pain in my eye. Didn't think anything of it, you know. And I the next day I had some irritation, really bad irritation, and I was like, eh, well, you know, no big deal. I let it go for a day. The next day, it was really bad. And that's when I told my employer, I said, hey, you know, I got some pain in my eye the other day. I didn't think it was a big deal. But, you know, yeah, it's it turned out bad. We had an employee do the same thing, actually, not too, right, not too long ago. He was buffing and grinding. He looked up. Dust got into his eye. He got nothing of it. Okay. Some mild irritation. He worked a full day, went home. Came back to work another full day and was at the end of that second day. That's when he came back to the, you know, his, his foreman. And the foreman goes, man, your eye looks like crap. You need to go get that checked out. Sure enough, a, a metal shaving, little tiny piece of metal was in his eye. And it sat there long enough, it causes rust. 
And if you guys don't know, when you have to drill out the, because you can't leave the rust in there, you have to drill it out, which is really funny if you get to see it. I wouldn't want that. I would not want that done to me. But, I mean, obviously, they didn't have the eye, but it's really cool for looking from the outside. They drill out the, the little it's hole. Like a little needle, right? No, it's like a, it's like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, like a tiny drill, like yeah. a little pocket drill. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes that, like, doctor, like the, the, mm-hmm. the dentist makes that little drill noise. And, yeah, he just kind of just brushes up against the eye, just kind of gently gets that little spot off, you know, puts a chemical, checks it again, makes sure it's good. Yeah, recordable right there. It was beyond medical first aid, and we're like, that that sucks. Uh, obviously, there's certain situations where you, you're going to get recordables. That's just how it is. There's no yeah. there's no management. But this is this is where we go back, and we figure out, okay, well, how did this become a recordable? Did we make a mistake? And of course, we did. You know, we we tell everybody, hey, let us know as soon as you're hurt. But the problem wasn't that he didn't he didn't. Um, he didn't tell us that he was hurt. He didn't realize he was hurt. And that was the, that was the change that we made was rather than saying, Hey, if you're hurt, call us. If you think you may be hurt, or even if you have something happen and you're not sure, give us a call. And this is where we've done a lot of preventative. We had another injury, the same type of injury and a completely different company. And he, he, no joke. This is maybe two weeks after he started. And this is, I had, had, had the talk with him and everybody else in the group said, Hey, even if you don't think it's a big deal, let me know. He calls me Joe. I, you know, I, I don't know if it hit me in the eye. I felt something. I'm not sure. It's not irritated. It doesn't feel bad. Took him to the doctor. Sure enough, there's stuff in his eye. They scraped it out with a Q-tip and and you know saline. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We just avoided another recordable, just like that. Just because we made that slight slight little tweak in in our verbiage, we learned from that 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 recordable incident. So now everybody moving forward, they know. Even if you think you may be hurt or slightly hurt or if you felt some kind of a weird, you know, twitch in your shoulder while you moved, let us know. Any incident, let us know. Why? Because we're going to prevent this eye injury from being a second recordable. So now we we'll probably save the company $10,000. I mean, I don't know because I'm not a you – know, maybe we can get Sean back out here. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's a good way to save money, right? And then, once again, you're going to look like the hero. No, I completely agree. And one thing I would add to your to you saying uh, them reporting like that, just make sure that what this whole episode's about really is that if you're going to change your reporting practices to, to be that way, to report everything, even if they think, that's when you have to make sure you have a really good person managing your medical stuff because – uh, if you take, if you're taking a bunch of employees in there for minor things that could turn into, well, you don't have to take everybody to the doctor. I mean, obviously we know that if I cut my finger, right. Paper cut. No, I mean, I don't need surgery. I know you may think that, but no, but like the stuff in your eye, uh, you're the doctor yeah, you took it to and you managed used a Q-tip. Uh, maybe another doctor would have done something else that would have made it a recordable. And right. if you weren't there to make sure that that was the way it was done, well, now you just gave yourself a recordable. Yeah, which would have happened anyways, but well, true. But there's, I'll give you another scenario. We had an employee. Okay, this is a whole long story, but the employee, okay. this is this is this, it gets really crazy. So, the employee went to the ER, right? So essentially, what happened was, one day he was, it was a hot day. He didn't feel good. He was laying down. He he called his supervisor. And goes, man, I don't feel good. And they went to him, and he like was passing out. So they called the ambulance. And they took him and they brought him to the hospital. So I'm already thinking, crap, we've got a recordable. It's heat-related, heat illness, plus this, plus this, plus this. Okay, so I talked to, once, once again, talk with the employee. Hey, how's it going? Da-da-da-da-da-da. Oh, yeah, this was going on. And then I remember something, somebody had told me something about chest pain. Chest pain. This kid's 19. Why is he having chest pain? And, and here's the here's the quote unquote was what was told to me. He had chest pain with left arm numbness. You're telling me this 19 year old kid had a heart attack, and he's not on drugs? No. Okay, it's probably not a heart attack. So talking with him, I found out that he's drinking 10 monsters a day, and we're not talking regular, you know, 12 ounce cans. We start drinking the big ones, right? So maybe we should have ryan come in here and have a talk with him but <laughs> yeah i was like first of all that's a lot of caffeine that's probably why you're having a heart attack because you're you're pumping too much caffeine in there so we had a conversation about that and you know perfect absolved of that talk to me this is the system that i use and this is a good little hot tip if you don't have any type of medical training look up o p q r s t and ham 
And what that stands for is as an EMT, when we do our medical assessment, and, and no joke, if you go to a, any medical provider, they usually ask you the same thing. Onset, provocation, quality, rating, severity, and time. I know ham. And what's ham? History, allergies, medication. Boom. See? You remember. I mean, I haven't been EMT for a few years now, but I still remember those. I literally just recertified, so <laughs> I had to go through all of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But this, this mnemonic really helps, right? Onset. When did this happen? What were you doing? That's provocation. What were you doing? I was working outside. Okay. So if, was it hot, cold? Were you sleepy, tired? All you know, It's kind of like a little mini accident investigation. Mm -hmm. So this way when you come up to the doctor, and I usually write it on a piece of paper, no joke, every single time, OPQRST, ham, and then on the backside if I'm doing medical treatment, I you know take my vitals and I put it there. But this way when I talk to the doctor, he's more likely, right, we speak in the same language, Hey doctor, this is what's going on. Da 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 da, and you bring it to them in a concise order. They're like, "Wow, that was a really good report." And I know because I've gotten a lot of kudos whenever I had to go to a hospital. I remember I had to bring one employee. He was having um, a diabetic emergency because he would he liked to drink alcohol, and his blood sugar would just shoot way up. And so literally, I had to take him to the, <laughs> I had to take him to um, the the IMG because they thought it was medical related. And I told him, no, it's not. The doctor goes, this isn't medical related. I'm like, I know. He's like, well, take him to the hospital. So we took him down to the, the ER and I literally gave the nurse the report and she goes, this is the greatest report I've had in like six months. I'm like, really? It was like, yeah. I'm like, this is what we're supposed to do, right? It's supposed to be concise in a nice order. And then when you talk to the doctors, they're like, okay, so he probably has a good idea or she has a good idea of what's really going on. And they're gonna be more prone to listen to you. OPQRST. Onset, provocation, quality, radiating. Does the pain radiate anywhere? Severity, pain, you know, one out of 10, 10 being the worst. And then time. That's probably one of the most important ones is time. Has this ever happened? Have you ever felt this way before? Because this employee said this. He said that he has had prior incidents of heat exhaustion, heat stress. And he said that he didn't feel like it this at this time. He didn't feel similar to that. He felt different. And I said, okay, well, well, tell me what some of the symptoms were. And he goes, then he goes, um, yeah, my arms and my legs were numb. That's not a symptom of heat stress. And then when I brought that to the doctor, the doctor goes, hmm, you're right. He's like, because, you know, especially with heat illness, after the, after a day, it's hard to diagnose. I'm like, yeah, but let him, I told him, let, let the employee tell you, but ask, ask if he had any numbness in his extremities. Sure enough, he goes, yeah, uh, what I supposed it was, was I figured he was having probably a panic attack because the employee had like a history of like migraines or whatever, and he just had a panic attack. So we turned a, a high probability of it being a, a work-related heat stress incident into a now non-occupational. And that's maybe that's another thing, a hot tip too, is maybe go take an EMT class or some type of medical you know, treatment class so that we can kind of learn the lingo and how all this stuff is interrelated. Cause I know a lot, everybody has an EMT or, or isn't even interested, but it's a good way to be able to converse with doctors and nurses is using the same language. No, I, I agree. Having some, a little bit of medical knowledge. Don't think that you are a doctor, right? But having some medical knowledge and understanding what's happening is definitely an advantage as a safety person and especially a safety person that has to do medical management. Right. So there's, there's a lot that we could talk about as far as, you know, managing the employee. So when we talk with the employee, we always want to make sure that we try to try to get them to stick to the same, the same script. What I've learned in my many years of talking with employees and not just, you know, in the medical field, but also as a safety professional is that stories change. <laughs> Inevitably you have the story. You have from A to Z, you have the entire story. You've talked about them six times, seven times. You know everything about them. But when they're in front of the doctor, they're going to say, oh, hey, I just remembered. And sometimes it's those, oh, hey, I just remembered that ends up, you know, messing you up. So um, one of the things that maybe we should do, especially right now, because we have the whole COVID-19 thing is go to your occupational doctors and bring them like donuts or something, you know. <laughs> Give them, they, they do a lot of, they do a lot of work for us. They do help us quite a bit. So I think it's really important for us to show that appreciation. And I think everybody, if, you know, maybe we had like a national occupational doctor, you know, appreciation day, all of us, I mean, let's be honest, safety, uh, safety professionals, those guys kind of hold our job, hold our jobs in their hands. 
you know, if they go, oh, this is recordable and I'm not going to listen to, you know, Matt, you know, like I said, eventually your management's going to be, uh, well, you know, Matt's not, Matt's not producing, so we're going to find somebody else, you know, and you're going to get laid off or, or terminated and they're going to find somebody else. No, I agree. Um, I think I had a, when you were talking, sorry, I probably bumped the table. When you were uh, telling your story, it made me think of something that just happened a few years ago on one of the sites that uh, I wasn't on directly, but I, I knew what was going on over there. I was kind of overwatching it, but I had a safety guy there who was really confident. And uh, there was a guy on a Friday complaining of some shoulder pain and not, nothing crazy. He just wanted to let him know like, Hey man, like he normally does inspections, but every once in a while he does a little wrench work and stuff. And he's like, I was doing a little wrench work today. My shoulder felt a little tight. I stopped doing the wrench work and uh, I, f I feel a little tight right now, but I'm feeling good. And the safety guy's like, well, let's go to the doctor. And the guy's yeah. like, no, 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 I don't, I don't really want to go to the doctor. And he's like, I think I'm fine. Like, I just wanted to let you know in case it gets worse, I'll, I'll let you know. And the, and the safety guy's like, no, 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 I'm taking you to the doctor. So he takes him to the doctor, doesn't tell anybody he's taking the guy to the doctor. Ooh, so he has, and he's not, he's over, a little overconfident right here. And uh, the doctor tells him that he does have some, like, you know, a little, a little uh, shoulder strain and ends up pres prescribing him uh, pain medication and making it a recordable <laughs> when, and when the guy comes back on Monday, guess what? Shoulder pain's gone. He's like, oh yeah, I felt better over the weekend. Uh, I didn't I even take go. any of that stuff. And uh, so there's really no reason to so do that now you all. just signed up for a nice recordable and, and nobody got, even knows about it and yet. now we got a recordable and I don't find out until like later. I find out after the uh, the person leaves the doctor and the, and the paperwork gets That'd sent over the, to That'd be the Dunning-Kruger effect right there. Oh man. And the guy was trying to do good. He The safety guy thought he was doing good because he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to handle this. Like they want me to have, take more responsibility for my job site. And so I'm going to handle this. I'm going to take them into the doctor beforehand i'm gonna get it handled and it's gonna be great like i'm gonna be i'm gonna shine i'm gonna i'm gonna look good nope it was the exact quite opposite, the opposite. Right? you're like wow you really messed that up and to me it's just a really good example that like that's what that when you were telling your story earlier i was thinking that like yeah it's good but make sure that when you do these things you know the rules you know what to do what not to do he could have easily prescribed him 800 milligram ibuprofen or or whatever it is i think it's 800 milligrams well usually uh, if i tell if hot tip if if they ever give not a medication but they always say hey if, if you need some type of pain management tylenol I'm doctors tylenol cool yeah you didn't have to write a prescription at all no exactly yeah that's, go that's over the counter about. just over the counter stuff not a prescription because so i'll tell the doctor i'm like hey could you prescribe me some <laughs> some percocet that's a little different some perk 50s hmm. but no it's like you said i think i think that's a story that a lot of people can learn from because we do want a good job. We want, we want to shine. We want to, you know, impress our managers, man, look at all the things that I've done. And I've learned, you know, with a lot of my companies that trying to shine and trying to, you know, impress people, especially in this field can turn tragic quick. I've seen, I've done it myself and I've seen other people do it where they try to do something out of the ordinary. Oh man, I'm going to go do this. And then they end up screwing it up. And, one of the things too, maybe we should also talk about is is how how our response. I would like to say that I've had a couple of incidents where, similar to what you're talking about, when an employee kind of just said, "Hey, I am um, I'm I don't have any problems, but I felt you know a numbness or a tingling or something happened to my shoulder, hand, arm, name name the body part, and then." somebody takes it and goes okay cool they use it as a tool kind of like a like a weapon i always say a weapon like a sword like a toddler with a sword they walked around like a toddler with a sword and they took them to the doctor and intentionally got it to where they would put them on life on light duty so once again it comes into the management and the culture that you know it's a double-edged sword if you want to use it for good it, it's there for good but it all can be uh, often can be misused and have a lot of detrimental you know effects not just like you said, you're recordable, but now imagine now that employee, he feels slighted. He's never going to tell anybody if he has an injury again. And I've seen it to where employees have a bad experience and they don't come out in a positive manner. They think, oh, wow, if I'm going to, you know, go through and, you know, complain about an injury, you know, I'm going to have to have the whole talk and I want to be lectured. And I, I, I battle that a lot especially because I have a lot of new employees that have never been injured, even if it's small. They're like, man, I can see why nobody talks about injuries here because they have to do all this paperwork. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Like, what do you think the point of this paperwork is? The, you know, uh, we're, we've talked about this, about the how many papers we have. Let's say, look, this is here to protect you. If your injury gets worse, who's going to pay for it? You want to pay for this? And he goes, no. I'm like, yeah, this is your way of protecting yourself. This is a CYA for you. Mm-hmm. Cover your butt, right? And so a lot of employees, they have that mindset like, oh, man, I got I got hurt and I have to go fill out 10 papers. Man, this is stupid. And, oh, man, it's a waste of my time. I'm like, no, no, no. This is this is to protect you. Why? In case we fail to do our job, now you have some type of recourse. You can go to the Department of uh, – don't, don't quote me on this – Department of Insurance Re- uh, Relations or something like that. There's an actual branch. Think you think of industrial relations? No, not department? industrial. No, this is not OSHA or the labor board. This is like over like like the workers whole comp? workers' comp, like workers' comp fraud. Like these are the people that work on both sides. Like if you're committing workers' comp fraud, these guys are the ones that come in. Like they're based out of like Fresno. For us in California. For us in California. So like dealing with them, like, hey – uh, I got injured on the job and they denied my claim, but here's a bunch of paperwork that says I got injured on the job. And then they're like, Oh, well you have to pay for this now. You know what I'm saying? It gives them recourse where a lot of places, if you don't, if I, obviously if I'm working for you, Matt, and I get hurt, I break my arm and you don't record it or, or getting type of paperwork filled out. Um, how am I going to prove that it happened at work? That's why I tell my employees, look, we're not going to do that to you because obviously we have high ethics and we care about you. And for most people, I think that's that's the reality. Is a lot of safety people do, but there are some safety. They're bad safety people, like other people out there. There's bad engineers and bad doctors and bad everything, right? Mm-hmm. Especially right now, you can tell a lot of the bad people are coming out and the good people are coming out to to fight the bad people, but. For the most part, most safety people are there to help you out. That's why we get into the field. We're not here to sit there and make a ton of money. We're here to help you out, make sure that you move on and, and have a good life. But every once in a while, I tell people there are bad there are bad safety people out there, and they will try to hurt you. And I've worked for companies that have done that, where you know they try to get the employee to say that it didn't happen at work. When I, it did. I think – I don't know if I told the story on here before, but when I first started uh, as a laborer out in the field, I got injured. I smashed my hand. And I had never had a hand injury before. Did I tell a story on here? Uh, no. And my safety guy, they took me to the doctor. They took x-rays. And then the doctor walks in. I'm, a, I'm in a pretty good amount of pain. I got to smash, like, a decent. What did you smash it with? A piece of a pipe. Uh, there was a there was a backhoe lifting a piece of pipe with a sling. And then you just had to put your hand underneath it. No, I was setting sleepers underneath the pipe, which is, like, cement blocks. Yeah, cement blocks for it to sit on. And uh, what happened was the sling actually wasn't vertical. It had gotten a little bit cockeyed. Uh, and then when he was lifting it slid and made itself vertical which caused the pipe to like kind of bounce and when it bounced i got scared and pulled my hands towards me and when it put when i pulled my hand toward me i actually pulled my finger underneath the pipe as it was bouncing oh and crap it got my it got my hand derp um yeah i was 18 i was brand new you know this was last week everybody no <laughs> and anyways so i go there right? i go to the doctor they take x-rays and the doctor comes in and i didn't really realize it at that point but he says, hey, have you ever injured your hand before? And I was like, no, not really. He's like, oh, okay, because there's a fracture on your knuckle, but I don't think it's recent. He's like, I Yeah, think you can been, actually tell. I think it's been there for a while. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. So he's, like, he's like, it might have been there for a while, so you, you hurt your hand before? And I was like, I don't know, maybe. And he's like, right. oh, okay, okay, good. And he's like, yeah, then I think that's old. He's like, it's probably just, you probably didn't do it. It's probably just bruised, uh, like your, my, your finger's severely bruised. Right, just, we'll contusion. Put it, we'll put it in a splint, yeah. Well, he's probably telling me in more layman's terms, but yeah, but I think back and I'm like, man, I think probably I broke my, my you probably that could day. have, and that's and but once again, that's where if for whatever reason, like I said, if if you feel slighted, there's always a back way to go through and say, hey, you know what, this is what's going on. I want a second opinion. Da da da. And this is where, and like I said, you can tell. I, give it to me. I'll take a look at it. Oh yeah, that's fresh. You can tell a fresh fracture versus a fracture that's been there before. And so you, you're right. It could have been. I mean, obviously, it's not. It's a it's a moot point now. Yeah. But I mean, it happens. It happens all the time. I've seen, and I, I hate to say it, but I've I have seen the, the the good and the bad. You know, I've seen good good safety people, and I've seen some bad safety people, and it hurts. You know, it hurts. I think it hurts us as a profession, but it hurts me personally because it's like I got into the field for the right reason. And it kind of makes me think, I'm like, wow, am I am I in the right field? Mm-hmm. You know. But, yeah, it happens. It, people will try to, you know, avoid that recordable because, like I said, it's it's a money. Think about it. 
it could be it could be your lifeline, right? If you're on three recordables in a year and your customer says the fourth one you're done, that recordable. I think in that time when I got hurt, we had just had a couple hand injuries like back to back to back, and I was yep. like the third one, and I think it was a no go. But honestly, like the treatment would have been the same. I probably would have still got a splint whether it was broken yeah. or not, and so it didn't really hurt me. It's just I think back at it now as a safety professional, I'm like man, I probably broke my knuckle because it was my knuckle yeah. that was cra- it was my knuckle that was broken yeah so yeah you probably could have definitely broken it i mean it's it's a especially if a, a large enough pipe but it's just making sure that we manage it properly yeah. right and making sure we stay within those guidelines because if not then yeah you can be you there's actually huge severe fines i've actually oh, had yeah. to talk to them before and they're like yeah you can go to jail i was like what yeah you can go to jail for worker comp like fraud yeah and it's it's like a and they oh and they put your name like on like in a data database all this stuff yeah it's it's like no joke I don't think you want your name in any more databases uh well I know you're in what Megan's law uh, one other thing that uh, I wanted to talk about which because you keep bringing it up and kind of alluding to it is that I think for some reason I pro- maybe from movies or TV or whatever it is we're automatically fighting like a negative connotation as like the representative of the employer whenever yeah. we have to deal with an employee injury. So whether we whether we're a good safety guy or not, just be aware that there's already probably a negative light on you from mm-hmm. the employee's point of view, or especially from the, I've seen a lot from the employee's family. I feel like the family of the employee usually thinks a lot of times initially that you're there as like I'm going to make sure that my company is safe and right. not the employee. You're a company man versus you're an employee person. Exactly. But you can't have that mentality because first of all, you're going to as soon as you give that uh, that vibe off, they're going to they're going to catch on exactly. to it. And they're going to be, they're going to automatically going, oh crap, this is going to be an And that's what I'm saying. Be aware that that's yes. already going to be there. So you need to be battling it and ready to yeah, not give off that vibe. And as build soon as, as soon as they give you that, that little like, Hey, uh, this, I have to do this again. Yeah, man. Hey, this is here to protect you. Mm-hmm. We are protecting you. This is not for us. I mean, is it for us? Hell yeah. This is our documentation too. Right. Because in case, you know, the employee goes, oh yeah, I had a foot injury and, and they didn't claim it. Oh, that's weird because I, all I have is his hand injury. Nothing about a foot. Right. So, I mean, obviously we've had that before where an employee post and we talked about this with Sean is the post, you know, termination injury. Right. Oh, hey, you know, I was a truck driver and now my pinky toe hurts and it happened at work. You know, right? that now, was six months huge, ago. Dude. Oh, yeah. Well, the amount of layoffs in all the industry. Well, yeah, right but now, it's but all COVID-19. They're going to get paid anyway. That's lucky. true. People I are getting bonuses. right? But now. Yeah, people are getting fat <laughs> checks. I'm like. And if anybody's gotten their their stimulus check, lucky you. I'm still waiting for mine. Really? Yeah. I mine like a month ago. Yeah. Well, I I don't. For some reason, my direct deposit doesn't go through, so like I have to wait for the check, which is good because I can just put it away. Everybody's already spent all their money. And nobody has it now. I'm like, cool. I still got twelve hundred waiting for me <laughs> in the bank somewhere. But yeah, it, it's I've had it. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've I've had it maybe once, where an employee said that he got hurt, and it was like three weeks three weeks after the fact and then when it happening was he called osha and said he got terminated because he had an injury and of course then osha comes in this is for a uh a solar uh, solar field out there in tonopah is one of the contractors and it was weird working with uh, nevada osha or whatever um they come in they said hey this is what's going on da 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 you, the employee says that he got hurt and you guys didn't manage it and then you guys said you guys denied it i'm like these guys have been gone like like three months or something like that. I forgot. Maybe three weeks. I, I forgot what it was. It was, it was a good amount of time. And he's like, he never reported like, here's our, you know, they had a, a digitalized system in their computer. He's nowhere in there. And he was like, okay, so how did we terminate him for having an injury? Well, this is what he says. I'm like, okay, but there's no claim. Like there's no injury claim whatsoever. He never reported it. Never called anybody. There's no documentation. Like, no, nothing, nothing, nothing happened. And so I guess they found out that it was like, like a retribution for them firing him was that he just called ocean, made a bunch of like things up, kind of like like a bad ex, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're going to fire me. Cool. Well, guess who's going to get an OSHA call? You are. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard. I've done that. Things like that. before. I I did that once. You did that once? I, Yeah. That's not good. Hey, I hope that they were actually doing dumb stuff that they weren't supposed to be. Well, doing. it's it's a double edged sword. It was like, were they doing wrong? Yes, but did they need an OSHA call? No. That's rude. Yeah, it is funny because it was my best friend. <laughs> my best friend had to handle it. It was the funniest. He's all, I had to deal with that for three and a half months. I'm all sorry. 
You live and you learn. Except for this was like three weeks ago. This was like last, this was last night. <laughs> last night. But yeah, no, it's back to the topic is medical medical management is very important. And it makes our job difficult, right? Because not only do we have to be knowledge in medical terminology and obviously how injuries work, we also have to know the culture and having to deal with employees and having to deal with, you know, the stigma of having an injury and the worries about them having, you know, being able to work or like you said, having a bad attitude towards safety as, oh man, they're going to be just covering their butts and they're just here to make sure that I don't get hurt or, you know, become a recordable managing the recordables, managing the doctors, managing all the safety management system. It's a big, it's a big bowl that we have. And that's why I like it. You can specialize in so many, but medical management, especially as a manager or even as a tech is a very, very important. So if you have, you know, I've, I've kind of made a little thing with, with one of my companies is if I'm working with this one specific um, doctor, I ask that I get more exposure because I don't have the experience with that those doctors. I have some, but I don't have enough to where I can just go, hey, what's up, doctor? You know, I don't have that relationship on a one-on-one, right? It's, it's you know, they have a lot more power and I don't have as much, you know, um, in influence on them. And so I, I'm actively trying to go out there. I mean, obviously, it's really hard with the COVID-19, but if there's an injury, I try to go over there and, and just, you know, just chat it up with them. Hey, how's it going, doctor? Let them know my face. Let them know my mannerisms. You know, let them how crazy I am. That way, they when they when when I do bring somebody in and I say, hey, doc, I don't think it's this. Let's have a little chit-chat. Then they're like, okay, it's a one-to-one relationship. And I can explain to them, look, this is why, you know, the symptoms A don't match symptoms B, right? His... His extremities having numbness has nothing to do with heat stress. That's not a heat stress, right? That's that has to do with you know either neuro, neurological and psychological stuff. But it's, I think he just made a word. Well, up. no, it's it, what happens is he had a panic attack, so he hyperventilated, yeah. and hyperventilation causes a ch- uh, a change in your your pH of your blood. And I'm not going to go into this whole thing, but yeah, essentially what happens is when you hyperventilate, it causes tingling in your extremities. Whereas if you're having, you know, problems with your, your heat, you're going to have a fluid imbalance, right? So those are two different systems. They're going to present two different ways, right? I'm not, I'm not saying everybody has to know that, but being knowledgeable in some basic medical knowledge definitely helps out there. One other thing that I don't know if we completely hit on or not. Sorry, I didn't get close to the mic. Uh, that I wanted to give as a tip is just be very cautious of employees going to their own doctor. I know you kind of mentioned it before, Yes. but if they go to their own doctor without you knowing, I've had this happen a few times throughout my career where an employee got hurt at work, right? Didn't report it. And then went to his own doctor. doctor. And then guess what's one of the very first questions they ask an employee. Is this work related? Did you get hurt at work? Yep. Yep. All right. Well, that's automatically going to get reported over. Yep. And now you're going to have to deal with it. And it's so much more difficult to deal with a non-off doctor than it is to deal with a personal doctor most of the time. So just, I always am very, very, uh, like telling the employees, like, listen, please, like if you want this to get handled like quickly and, and help you and save you money and all that, let us know because if you go to your own doctor, even though you have insurance, yeah, it's, it's, well, you still have to pay a copay. You're still gonna have to pay money out of your pocket. And if you pay for a prescription, you can pay for that. Yep. Well, the luckily another hot tip is if that does happen, you by all rights can take them to your doctor. Oh yeah, and Normally, say, hey, yeah. yes, doctor so and so is a, a medical provider. Yep. But he specializes in medicine, emergency, typically emergency medicine. He is not an occupational doctor. Take him to your occupational doctor. Your doctor can override what they're saying, which is good. I've only had to deal with that twice, luckily. But that was something that I remember when I was a tech. I, I learned that hard that, that, that um, lesson the hard way because I was like, same thing. Employee got hurt at work, went to the urgent care. Doctor gave him a bunch of drugs. He comes in the next day saying, hey, you know, I can't come in. Here's the doctor's note. And they said, well, what happened? Oh, I smashed my foot here at work. And then I just went to the doctor. Don't let employees manage your cases, yep. right? They don't know what they're doing. I mean, they have no idea what the impact is going to be, right? They're going to go to the doctor. It's going to be recordable. Now you're going to have higher premiums. All these bad things are going to happen. You as the medical professional have to manage your incidents. You are the manager, not the doctors, not the employees. You. You come in, say, hey, cool. We'll take the the medical you know papers that you have. 
take it to your other doctor, your occupational doctor, and say, hey, doc, this is what's going on. Blah, 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 this, this, and this. They give drugs. I don't know if pain really need, they really need the pain management. Doctor will be like, you know what? Yeah, probably not. Boom. They'll override and say, you know what? The doctor was a little uh, zealous because that's what doctors do. They, oh, you're in they pain? Cool. prescription medication. Yeah. Oh, you have one out of ten? Oh, that's unsatisfactory. We'll make sure we get you some. Here's med- some Vicodins. Here's some Vicodins, bro. <laughs> You'll be fine. So, yeah, make sure that you're the ones because I you're right. We do have employees that go out and seek medical, you know, medical treatment on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, even worse, sometimes they'll be like, oh, you know what? Cool. I'm going to go and seek treatment and then go ask for, for a reimbursement. Well, I got hurt at work. And so I went to my own doctor and now I need a reimbursement for that. Well, first of all, no, because we tell you when we make a specific, obviously, right into your your policies, you are not allowed to go to your own doctor if it's work-related, right? And then two, even if it isn't work-related, take them to the doctor. We That's one of the practices that we have for some of our customers where they have a higher risk of certain injuries. If you, let's say you were skateboarding and you rolled your ankle and you said, hey, I went to the doctor. The doctor said I was clear. Cool. You got a clearance from your doctor. Now we're going to send you All to right. our occupational doctor to verify yeah. that you aren't, because one of the things that we haven't talked about is if you have a prior injury and it happens at work, guess who bought it? We did. We mm-hmm. bought that injury. So now we have to pay for whatever exacerbation of your, your previous injury yep. is, which sucks. And I'll be honest with you. I've had two of those, two of employees. And this is why we don't hire um, father and son or brother and sister or family because dad told the son, hey, you had a, I, I want to say it was a, a motor, a motorcycle. He was a dirt bike uh, racer and he like broke his knee or some, some tour. He, he damaged a lot of the ligaments in his knee, like his meniscus and all that. And so he say it, he stated that as he was working, just walking normally on the job site, that when he stepped on like a rock or uh, like a, like a piece of like dirt clot that it, it exacerbated his knee. And so we had, this was one of our bigger cases where we had to like talk with the doctor multiple times saying, hey, something's not right. The things that the employer is saying don't jive with what normal people would say. He's using specific terminologies and what we, essentially what we kind of alluded to the fact was that the dad who worked on the same job site and had been with him tried to get him to commit fraud and say, hey, this injury happened at work. Now, instead of having to go get a knee surgery and pay for I don't know, $2,000 worth of surgery. I don't, I don't know what it, what it would cost, but it would be expensive. Plus missing six months of work. It's job related, so now they have to pay for it, and now I get paid for being off work. Right? It happens. Not often. Like I said, I've only dealt with it maybe, I think only once. And that's the only specific one I can remember specifically, but it happens. When your employee is talking to you, Listen. What are the words that they're using? Are they using specific terminology or they're just like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I was walking and I kind of like I felt like a weird twitch. He's like, no, I was walking in like a 45 degree angle. And as I my my foot moved from the front position to the back position, I felt this really odd team, odd movement in my knee. And I just I don't know. Right. You know, it's I'm pretty sure it's my patella. I don't know what that is, but I think it's my I'm sure I'm sure it's my cardiovascular system. (laughs) I think I need repairs. But yes, so medical, I mean, we can talk about this all day and I'm sure we'll, we'll touch upon it a little bit more in depth uh, in the future. But medical management is very important. It's a very important skill, right? You may not be the best at auditing. You may not be the best at other things. But if you're going to be dealing with the doctors, have experience. Talk to other professionals. Uh, oftentimes I've been there with other professionals in the same doctor's office. Talk to them. H- have them help you manage your incidents if you're new to it. it like Matt said, don't let... Don't let your techs go out there by themselves. Mm-hmm. They may be going out there trying to impress you and be like, look, I handled this big old incident. No, if you don't feel comfortable, make that call. Hey, you know what? I need a little help. I've done it myself. I'm working with new doctors I've never worked with before. Hey, brother, I know you have a better relationship. Can you come help me out? And luckily I have a good team where they'll come out and help me out. Hey, yeah, this is how we gonna do it. Okay, talk to this person and he'll introduce me. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I can kind of start, you know, showing my face a little bit more. And they'll know, mm-hmm. oh, hey, it's Joe. Hey, Joe, how's it going, right? They'll know me by name, right? So that's that's really important, getting getting that facial recognition and then obviously talking with your employees. 
Awesome. So we're going to move on, on to our mailbox. Our like, mailbag. I like the one you used to call it mailbag. Mailbag. Um, Mail so time. No, is that in Blue's Clues? That, yeah, that's a little different. No? Okay. <laughs> Mail time. Uh, so we have uh, been reaching out to some other safety professionals on Reddit, and I got some Reddit messages. Wait, safety engineers? No, definitely <laughs> not. <engineers. laughs> bring that back. In fact, I believe the name of the uh, Reddit forum is safety professionals. There's, ah. no, there's not one called safety engineers. Maybe there is. I didn't look. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't look. I just specifically went to this one. Um, so that's another way that you guys can uh, reach out to us uh, on Reddit. <clears throat> we got some good feedback. Uh, some people said that they uh, have been listening to our podcast and a few others, and they really like our down-to-earth feeling. It's from Maryland. So that's Could you cool. read that any less boring? I'm sorry? I fell asleep. Just uh, Yeah, we're like, this isn't a smooth jazz station. This is a podcast. We're going to be excited. Smooth jazz. So one of our Redditors... That's what they're called. Redditors gave us a really good shout out. I like that. That's good. Yeah. We've gotten a few shout outs. So uh, definitely that's another way you can reach out to us. Um, I'll, I think I'm going to create a culture of safety like Reddit like forum for people that you can they join. They can kind of chat on and you want to yeah. do like a Discord and no, no Discord. Facebook and a Snapchat and what's the other one? No Snapchat. Insta- Instagram. We probably will have an Yelp. Instagram. We'll have a Yelp. We need a t- <laughs> Yelp. We need Yelp. We're going to need you guys to give us five stars everybody, on Yelp. Everybody go on Yelp and give us five stars. And then, uh, oh, let's bring this back. Let's bring back the Yellow Pages. Go back on Yellow Pages. <laughs> For those who don't know what the Yellow Pages are, Google it. Google it. Google it. Remember you get the big old book outside your house like every other month? Yeah, dude. A big old phone book on my Back driveway in day, when I get No home. internet. Dang. Things have changed. Now you can just go online in like an instant and just start trashing people online. I love it. Yeah. No, it's it's uh what was I gonna say? Anyways, I've been communicating with people on Reddit. We got some um listeners uh straight out of college that were asking us some pretty cool questions, kinda like how we like the oil and gas industry and yeah, not too well right now. <laughs> I know that was one of the questions. They, that I tell they were you what, my, my stocks are doing really good though. <laughs> are they? Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out to us. Ask us, ask us whatever. Yeah. From what I understand, we have some really good guests lined up. So uh, yep. stay tuned for the next couple of uh, good episodes. We have really good guests coming in from different, different types of, you know, fields actually. So yeah, we're trying to diversify the show a little bit and get up oil and gas. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. So thank you for listening. Yep. Thank you guys and have a good one. Bye.